the Apostle Paul, who's a man of integrity, who's a man of great sacrifice, who took great risks for God's kingdom. He started in verse, uh, verse 16 saying this. The Apostle Paul says, hey, I repeat, let no one consider me a fool, but if you do, at least accept me as a fool so that I can boast a little. What I'm saying in this matter of, of boasting is I don't speak as the Lord would, but as it were foolishly. Paul says, I get it. You look at my life, and many days it looks pretty foolish. The, the risks that I'm willing to take, the beatings I'm willing to endure just so I can help some people know about this guy named Jesus. He says, but that's what faithfulness to following Jesus looks like, the Apostle Paul says. And now in verse 28, we're going to continue there today. Paul says, not to mention other things, you know, all the beatings, all the hardship, all the jail time that I've endured. He says, there is also the daily pressure on me, my concern for all the churches. So the Apostle Paul says, even when I'm not in jail, even when I'm not being beaten and whipped, I feel this burden for all these people, many of which are complete strangers, because I'm concerned that they come to know Jesus, that they can understand the gospel and what it looks like to live in God's grace. So Paul is here admitting that he's losing sleep because he's concerned about the well-being of complete strangers. So what is the mark of a committed Christian that we see here? The mark of a committed Christian is an others-centered focus. Yes, an others-centered focus. Do we have any, any fans of, of Wegmans here? Anybody, anybody shop at Wegmans? Okay, got some fans, okay. Some people. Now, I'll admit it, right? Some people are like, no, you know, you can't shop there. It's too expensive. If you, if you stay in the prepared food aisle, it's like, great, yeah, it's going to be expensive. Shop elsewhere, okay, it's, it's, it's more affordable. I'm a big fan of Wegmans being from upstate New York. My dad's being from Rochester. That's where it comes from. My dad reminds me on a regular basis, hey, do you know? Do you know that, that Robert Wegmans, the patriarch of the family, him and his first wife, him and his first wife, they used to go on double dates with, with grandma and grandpa. It's like, yeah, okay, I remember that, dad, okay. That, that's why it's, it's, it's kind of funny when I walk into Wegmans and I see this sign, I actually took a picture of this sign of Robert Wegman, okay, the patriarch of the family, the guy who started the whole cor corporation. And he says this, never think about yourself. Always help others. Never think about yourself. And I, I, I mean, the first time I was like, really, Robert? Never think about yourself. I think there's a little bit of an overstatement there. Never think about yourself. Like, like what about the whole put on your oxygen mask first thing, right? You got to think about yourself at some point, right, Robert? But then this week I saw that sign. I continued shopping at Wegmans and, right, I saw the employees, you know, like my friend, my friend Robert, who works in the meat department, he's all smiling, asking me how I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like that, okay? It looks like a lot of their employees actually enjoy their job, and it's like I'm not fighting people for, like, you know, getting stuff. I'm, the lines were actually pretty, uh, pretty easy to get through. It's a totally different experience when you go to Costco, okay? Like, I don't know if you've ever been to Costco. Like, I'm not a member at Costco, but my friend Daniel is, and, like, after church on Sundays... He'd be like, hey, I'm going to Costco. You want to come with me? There's some really good deals. He knows I'm a sucker for good deals. So I'll sometimes go with him, and I get to the, get to the parking lot, and instantly I regret it. It's like, you know, three cars are fighting for one parking spot. I'm like, Daniel, can we just go to the back? Let's go all the way to the back of the parking lot. I don't feel like getting any verbal confrontations today, okay? Then we finally we get to the building, and people are like pushing and shoving to get their 50 pounds of bacon, and 
You know, w- when you get to the people who are handing out the samples, they look like you're almost like bothering them, like taking the samples. Then, then finally you get to the line, and I've got like three things. I've got like a pair of socks and some granola bars. And here comes this guy with a thousand items in his cart, zooms past me to get in line. I'm like, yeah, you go first. You go first. You barge in line. I got three things. You got a thousand things. You go first. I'm like, I think they could use a few more never think about yourself signs at Costco. Just, a, just, just maybe a thought. Yeah, but, you know, Robert, he understands that as human beings that are natural, our default setting is self-preservation. It's take care of number one. Think about yourself. And so he says, in order for us to help other people, we've got to try our best not to think about ourselves. The Bible puts it this way. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. Yeah, so put your oxygen mask on first, but put it on so that you are in the position to love your neighbor, to help somebody else. Apostle Paul continues in verse 5, says, hey, adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by being obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Yes, even death on a cross. And this notion that the Apostle Paul says that God wrapped himself in flesh and then he, then he died on the cross for you and for me, man, that was complete foolishness in the first century. Apostle Paul would actually wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians one twenty three and says that idea of a king coming to die for you, that was a stumbling block for the Jews and foolishness for the Greeks for the Gentiles, because in the Greek world, Greek culture said, you do you. You take care of yourself. The the purpose, the goal in life in the Greek culture was to eliminate pain and to increase your pleasure. Don't serve other people. Serve yourself. And so to take the posture of a servant, to take the attention they focus off of yourself and put it on other people, the Apostle Paul says that's complete foolishness. But it's a foolishness I think our world could benefit from, could use a lot more of. 